Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for the Let Me Introduce You podcast. I am Jen. This is Adarian. Today, we are taking a shift away from injuries. We've talked about ACL injuries and some of the protocols regarding return to play. We've talked about hamstring strains and, again, common exercise interventions, particularly the Nordic. We are moving into the big toe or the great toe, depending on... What is that the, you know? <laughs> is that is that the one they call the hallux? That's the one they call the hallux. <laughs> this important magical place that is supposed to do all these incredible things. So we're gonna start with: Does the big toe actually provide leverage for us to push off on during running? No. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> So if it's not providing leverage for us to push off on during running, what is it doing? Nothing. No, 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 no. This is funny. This is funny. You're not going to be funny today. No, I mean, the thing is, if you look, you have to look at the big toe. So so a lot of times, you know, there's there's this big toe. And, and so we have this, there's two parts to it, Yes. you know, and if we look at the other toes, there's three parts to them, you know. Uh, uh, so we have this this thing with two parts to it, and then it runs into this this it connects with this uh, with the uh, first metatarsal. Yes. And they have this MTP joint, you know, they call yes. the first, you know, uh, metatarsophalane, you know. Oh, joint. I've got all the I've got all the words. I will share all you the words, words in a second all, after, after we get through this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have this thing. So then you go, okay, you know, people say push off with the big toe. Right. But because it's only two pieces. It doesn't have the flexibility to push off. It just doesn't have just doesn't have the flexibility, the mobility to do what people are trying to do with it as far as push off, you know. Uh, and, and then also too the big toe, you know, you got to think at the degrees of freedom, you know, where it could, you know, up, down, left, right, roll left, roll right, or pitch up, pitch down, you know, uh, y'all left, y'all right, or roll left, or roll. So it has these things it could do at this joint. that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. So, but a lot of times too, you know, the biggest thing about the big toe, it's it's more of an anchor. It, it, it's, a, it's a break. It, it's a good break. It's a good anchor. But at the same time, you got to think about things in motion. So we have to think about things in motion. And so I want to move towards this tip of something. So, so when the foot's on the ground, I need pressure. We know what? It doesn't want to move. So at that point in time, trying to press off the big toe goes against the rotation. But if you try to lift up the big toe, it actually will help you roll forward. That's the beauty Wait. of it. It works in reverse. So if we're trying to lift up the big toe as we move forward over it, doesn't that imply that there needs to be a lot of big toe extension? That's a bad word. Big toe extension. I've just, you know, we've got to talk. Yeah, know, this, know, this, this, know, these are the well, words well, that no. people throw around, right? Like, well, well, no, <laughs> if you look at if you look at the name of the muscles, you know, flexor, you know, you know, extender, you know, they say flex, but but up and down is still flexing. Pitch is pitch. That's right. the, that's all I'm saying. They, they say it extending, but really extending would be move away vertically or horizontally from the MTP joint. That would be extension, but people don't call that extension. They call the other one extension. You go, that's flexing though. And the other way is flexing too. Okay. Pitch on roll. I get it. Pitch up, pitch down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, and, and, and people at home, this is what you got to do. So this is what you got to do. And you got to look at how these things work. A lot of times people try to work things when the legs are straight. And that's not how we operate. You know, we got to go back to some basic crawl pass, things like that. But now, 
if you are sitting in a chair, sit in a chair, go ahead and press your big toe into the ground. It just draws the foot, the heel towards the big toe. That, right. It just draws, you know. Now, go ahead and raise the big toe up, you know. Now, at that point in time, same thing. That's really going to happen. Right. Now, this is where the fun starts at. Go ahead and put pressure on the big toe. Now, if you put pressure on the big toe and you push it down, nothing happens. Nothing at all is going to happen. Right. But if you put pressure where your knee's hanging out of the front, you got weight on it and you pull it, you pull up the big toe, it actually will pull your knee forward. Okay. Yes. So, so we're not thinking, so, so we think from this stand tall position of things, right. or we think from this dead position, this thing is dead and watch what it does when I put electricity to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which make at that point, it makes sense because of how things will work. Yeah, it's going to do but what happens once you put weight on this thing? Right. Then it becomes a good anchor. And remember, anchors do what? Slow things down so something else can move. So yes. you have this anchor that's going to slow down. So what? So I can keep it in and move forward. So in that sense, yeah, it, it is great for that. And it's big enough to hold off on that type of leverage. Yes. The other four toes, they're not big enough to do that. Right. So now the other part about this too is, and once again, people at home, you have to do this from... You know, like I said, you have to do this from not a standing tall position, knee locked out position, but you have to do this from my knees are bent position. And like I said, once you weight over it, once you pull up the big toe, it continues that forward movement. If you press down the big toe, it stops you from moving forward. Which so I think, work. which I think almost everybody's experienced when they're about to like tumble forward and they don't want to. Tumble right? over and toes bite down. Why do you think the toes will bite yes. down? To stop you. Yeah. If you pull your toes up at that time, bloop, 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 tumble you go. Yes. So that's the cool thing is that, yeah, the big toe, you know, for what it's worth, is kind of opposite what people think. You know, it's a great anchor. It's a great break. You know, but it's not good to try and push off or propel yourself. It's not really good for that. Just because of the structure. You only got two pieces versus the other ones, you know. So, so. Uh, but like I said, once again, once you see these these joints and the structure and how, you know, like I said, you got another windless mechanism. Because remember, you got this band, this, 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 you got this muscle, this long tendon runs underneath this band. When you pull on that, it just, that's another windless mechanism. It's kind of cool. Which brings us to the, you know, the, the structure of the big toe is really important, right? I'm going to throw out all the fancy words right now. Okay. They looked it up. So we should, like, just in case you guys are all curious at home, the big toe is a gingliomoarthroidal joint. It's a ball and socket hinge joint. That's what that means with a sliding component. So what's the sliding component on the big toe? Well, okay. So so once again, what can it do? Up, down, pitch, pitch. Right. Yaw, yaw, and roll. Mm-hmm. So if it's rolling, what's it really doing? Sliding. If it's yawing, what's it doing? It's really sliding. Okay. You know, and you get the sliding part too. It, it, this is not a slide, but you got to remember, you can actually, the big toe can actually be pulled away from the MTP joint and pulled back into the MTP joint. Right. Which is going to flex up and down. And if you slide it away from the MTP joint, that MTP joint that's going to alter, right? It's breaking mechanism, if I'm right, not mistaken. Right, 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 right. And if right, you slide it back right. in, that's also going to alter your breaking mechanism. Right, right. But if you slide it away, this is the cool part. So if you slide it away, you know, if you slide it away, you actually make the band tighter. Mm -hmm. 
the so the part of the 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 faucet that runs underneath it and all that, you actually make that tighter. So you get a different so that and that's the alteration is I'm gonna make this I'm like tuning this thing now. I can make it tighter, I can make it looser, whatever right. I'm gonna do. So when and, and think about this, when do I want to make it looser? When do I want to make it tighter? So so once again, it's the cool part. It's the cool part. So if you once again, people think you're standing tall. If you're standing tall, none of this works. What are, what are we talking about right now? You're standing tall with your knees locked out. None of this works. And that's Which isn't what you would do during movement anyway. Like this is not right, how movement works. Like, but when people yeah. talk about movement, they describe it as if you are when nobody moves when the knees are locked out. Everybody's bent. Right. So so once you once you are squatted down and say the knees are slightly over and you push that thing away. Now, all of a sudden, you get access. You get great access to that space in between. Yeah. And now this, this thing is really planted. It means really planted into the ground. If you same thing and you pull it back, you know, then all of a sudden it scrunches up your foot. And, and at that point in time, you want to do what? Get off the foot. So one of them makes you want to stay on the foot. One of them makes you want to get off the foot. Oh, so that's actually super useful depending on what you're trying to do. To what you're trying to do. Like understanding that. Right. Right. So one of them makes you want to stay on the foot. One of them makes you want to get off the foot. So so it becomes right. this thing. So so think about in running where I may want to get off the foot. Right. Or I may want to be in between where I'm, I'm going to actually back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. You know, well, so or like like if you land, like if you're doing like a, a precision jump in parkour or something that requires that type, that level of like accuracy with your balance. Right. Being able to fine tune that would help with. Yep. Yep. So you, so you get these cool things that it could do. I mean, it's a fascinating piece, you know, because the other toes can't do all this stuff. Right. <laughs> even though they, they, they even though they, they're still NTP joints, they don't get the, you know, you can't, you know, you try to extend the second toe and like, yeah, whatever. You know. <laughs> the other well, and the, like, yeah, whatever. And the other thing that I found really interesting when I was reading through the anatomy of the big toe is it's, which you've told me before, but it's it's concave. It's got an arch shape to it. Yeah, on the side and on the underneath, yeah. Which that implies that it's meant to be a pretty stable structure that can bear load. Right. It wants to bear load, but not a pushing load. It can bear load. Right. It just don't want you to be trying to push off of it. <laughs> to the, yeah. You know, because it has to bear load. Because why? Because you got to think about the reverse leverage that's put a, placed upon it. Because, you, and that's what people don't understand. Pressure comes from leverage. And so that's why, once again, if you stand up, there's not much pressure on the feet because there's no leverage on the feet. Right. But as soon as you squat down, you start getting leverage. And that's why you squat down, lean forward a slight bit. Now there's pressure there because that's based on the leverage. So, yeah, so it's able to withstand the leverage of the upper body against it. That makes sense. So, and that's why, you know, it can take great, but what people tend to do is they tend to flex at the MTP joint. And it gets pulled apart. That's when you start having, you know, these other issues because you're pulling apart the MTP joint based on this leverage. They can't handle that. Which and the MTP joint, to be clear for everybody listening at home, is going to be the the ball of the, the the first metatarsal, like the first metatarsal ball of the foot, right? Yeah, yeah, the area right in front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. the ball that, of the foot is technically the sesamo bones. Well, I was about to say because that area is super important because you have these oh, yeah. two sesamoid bones that run. One slightly in front, one slightly behind. Right, right. So that technically would be the ball of the foot is where the sesame yeah. bones are. And MTP joint is right in front of it. And, and, and they work together to, to make these things happen. 
because yeah. and it, like I said, if we because it, it elevates the big toe to be free, so there's no pressure on the big toe until you leverage on it. Right. Versus the other toes can have pressure all the time. No, nobody cares. But but the big toe has to be free to move uh, and everything. So the sesamoid bones keeps pressure off the big toe until you actually require it by leverage. And the sesamoid bones are really interesting. Did you know they have their own artery? No, I didn't know. See. So these this area is more important, I think, than we often give it credit for. <laughs> oh, it, it, well, well, you know, once again, people didn't look at the structure. Yeah. You know, they just they just they just said, hey, this looks like a good witness mechanism. And it was done with it. But they right. didn't see all the other things like, oh, that's a pivot point. That's a focal point. That's this point. Because of that there, I can do this, this and this. They didn't see all the things that came with it and, and how it and the big toe are kind of interlinked together. Right. And putting pressure on that area where the two sesamoid bones are, what does that do? Like what's oh, the benefit of being able to find the pressure on that area? Oh, uh, well, at that point in time, it's gonna light somebody up the chain. So somebody up the chain, this is what people, this, this is one of the things. You know, people say, and, and this is what you talk about, where somebody will say, uh, 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 in order to access the glute, you have to access the big toe. You know, and then you go, no, you don't watch. We show you how we show you really fast how, you know, but this becomes the fun part. So if I press on the big toe, people say, you know, and people at home, you can try this. If you press on the big toe and touch your glute, nothing. Yeah. Press harder, touch your glute, nothing. Okay. <laughs> now get on the sesamo bones, sit on the sesamo bones, and then all of a sudden say, okay, now I'm going to go ahead and put down my big toe. You know, now you start to feel that glute work. Now you say, okay, now I'm going to go ahead and I just want to move a little bit. I just want to move a little bit. Now the glute works, but you need those things first. Just press down your big toe, ah, you know? Yeah. But I think that's, but, but you're talking about a rotational issue because what's happening, you rotate one way and then that sets down and then all of a sudden the glute says, we're going to rotate the other way. The big toe, the rotation's not there. So the glute says, yeah, whatever. But, but it's just like I said, it's one of those things where if you look at it, what's going on, it goes up the chain. So based on where the pressure's at, is my knee gonna lock out or not lock out? You know, am I gonna use my hamstring? Am okay. I gonna use what? What am I gonna use based on this thing here? It, so it becomes like, what am I gonna do with these things as I hit these things? Hit these things. Yeah. And to be clear, sesamoid bones, because I think people are unclear on what those actually mean. Like in the foot, there are these two little pea-sized bones that are floating. They're actually embedded in the, which tendon, I should get this right. Uh, they're embedded in the flexor hallucis brevis tendon. Yes. So yes. that seems like it's kind of important to know, too. Like just understanding what that tendon does can be useful, right? Yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, when you look at the kneecap, you got it, you know, if you look at the kneecap, same thing is embedded in something, you know, and, and so, and when does it move, when does it doesn't move, and kind of like the kneecap, you know, if the, so you, if the, if the toe is moving, they move, if the foot's moving, they don't move, right, same thing with like the kneecap, if the tibia's moving, the kneecap moves, if the femur's moving, it doesn't move, right, so, so it has these these two distinct things of, I need to move at this time, not at this time. Interesting. So how does the sesamoid, how does the big toe work during change of direction? And then also how does the first MTP joint work during change of direction? 
Well, the biggest thing we change the direction is 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 when you put it down, the pressure is going to shift on it. Okay. And, and, and so basically, what's happening with change the direction is it's allowing the collision to happen. So when I put that down, it's going to allow this collision to happen between the torso. You know, it's like this is and this is things where we have these things that where the torso is going to collide with the femur, and based on that collision, I'm going to change directions. Got you it. Know, uh, a lot of times people want to push off, but you, it's, it's, it's the collision that's going to help you change direction. But based on where that sits down at, if 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 your heel, like say your heel sits down first, your heel will slide. Then when that hits, now the collision is going to happen. So it 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 like say it's it's it's, it's then dig into the ground and stop everything so you can push back up. So knowing, like understanding all of this, like a lot of the big toe exercises that are given, right? Toe yoga. You're supposed to be able to, from a seated position or a standing position, lift your big toe straight up. Right. Is this useful? Uh, Well, anything's useful, but, you know, I I mean, the the thing is, I would go this way and I would flip the question. If I can't do that, what happens? Nothing. So, 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 is it useful to be able to pick the toe up, wiggle the toes, play the piano with the toes? If you paint brushing, sure. If you play the piano, if you drive with your toes, sure. If I'm trying to be athletic, I can be athletic without doing those things. I can be highly athletic without doing those things. So, so that becomes the question: Is yeah, what happens if I can't do these things? So, people have made up a standard that doesn't exist. You know, so I made this standard of toe flexibility to meet what? To say what? To say that I have this toe that I can stretch all the way back and go this way? Okay. But once again, if you look at that situation again, like when are you going to be in that situation? You know, when are you going to be in that situation? And, and so that becomes the other part too, is that once you get to these things of these standards, for what? You know? So yeah, is it cool? You know, like anything else, you know. Uh, now, if you somebody with maybe arthritis, you might be wanting mm-hmm. to do these things. Right. Different story again, you know. But just everyday life, uh, yeah, okay, you can do it. Nice, nice party trick. You know, that's one of those party tricks. Yes. You know, just like with the tongue, when people go, "Hey, watch me try, watch me, ch- watch me tie this cherry stem with my tongue." Good party yes. trick. What else does it mean? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> now, what about because, and again, none of this is actually supported by the research, like the big toe extension exercise. I, I went looking this morning. I couldn't find anything that said that this was going to, in any way, shape, or form, like improve your performance or improve your foot health. Again, unlike, unless you've got some sort of foot issue, like that's very specific. So what about like extending the big toe away from the other toes? Well, it, the, the biggest thing is to remember that, you know, when do you want this big toe to work? Right. When do I want this big toe to work? How much do I want to work? Because at some point in time, you know, you may have the foot trying to rotate around the big toe. Yes. Other times you may have the big toe trying to steer the foot. Right. So, so for instance, if I want to turn left, well, I'm going to try and make my toe, big toe, extend away from the other toes to help mm-hmm. turn my foot left or right, whatever the case may be. If I want to turn my foot right, well, I'm having the big toe close down the other toes to turn my foot right. So it becomes as, as a directional thing is very great, you know? And when this is going to happen, you know, uh, it can happen when you're in the air or on the ground. But but it has that kind of pull to it that 
it can make things like go in a certain direction. But I don't think people have thought about it as as that there. And we've seen it like in certain, you know, in, in most time when you see this at is uh, when people are running and they're trying to turn, you know, and you see the foot turn. Well, that's the big toe that turned, you know. But which a lot that, of times- Which is that right there, because a lot of people think that the change of direction comes from the hip. Yeah, no, it's coming from the big toe. It's, it's basically going to whip you around. So, you know, you know, even like with rotations, you know, people call rotations revolutions, you know. And you got to remember mm -hmm. rotation is, is that I'm rotating around the center of mass and, and then revolution revolve around some other object, you know. And, and so with that there, you have now the body's when that foot plants, the body's going to swing around the leg. So if I just turn, if I just, if I just turn, so if I just turn my hip, you know, and that's what people, you know, internal rotation, whatever they want to call it. But if you're running and you're trying to change directions and you're in a squatted position and you turn your hip, you're going to pull the leg back into you. Right. You'll fold, you're going to mm -hmm. fold up. That's what people, you have to remember how things work on the ground versus not on the ground. So mm -hmm. if, if you're on the ground and you take the leg that's in the air swing leg and turn it, you know, internally rotate it, it's going to fold up on you. You know, externally, it's going to fold up on you and going to cross you up. Works mm -hmm. great for yoga. If I want to do a figure four in yoga, works great. Actually, you rotate that leg and fold, the, 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 the heel comes up to the knee, works great. Doesn't work great while you're running. So at that point in time, you have to take the toe and you have to make the toe steer the foot in the direction you're trying to go. When it plants, you swing around it. Which would have implications for training too. Like again, what are you trying to accomplish, right? Yeah, what are you trying to accomplish? So, but you got to remember, a lot of people are looking at this from, I'm going to stand up with knees locked out position. Right. And so at that point in time, yeah, what do people do? People, you know, think I'm going to uh, uh, turn my leg at the hip versus because if your leg is straight and you and you turn the toe, guess what? Then you get what at the ankle. See, see how see how it's different? Yes. But if you're running and it's bent and you turn it, guess what happens? Everybody turns. So that becomes what the perception is, is. People have this perception of movement based from this, but, but that's when you are running and it's under pressure and that's happening. It doesn't work that way anymore. Right. So, and I think that's what people get some of these words from inversion, eversion, all these other things. But you go, ah, if you bend that knee, guess what goes away? Inversion, eversion goes away. Because mm -hmm. everything's yeah. locked into place. Everything's locked into place. Yeah. So, so it becomes, you know, once again, I can use this thing to help steer me. But yes, mm -hmm. most people think it's coming from the hip. It is not coming from the hip. It's coming because the big toe is actually pointing in that direction. And then you're going to basically swing around the leg once you plant. That's interesting. Again, just because it could have so many implications for how exercises are instructed. Right. So you could totally change a person's experience and how quickly they're able to move and how like coordinated they're able to move based on where you instruct that from, where you instruct the change of direction from. Right, right. So you can instruct. So so even for instance, like say somebody is sitting down and, uh -huh. and you tell them to extend the leg, you know, and most likely they're going to, and, and it's how, like I said, it's one of those things that's weird. Sit down, sit in the chair and, 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 and go ahead and extend the lower leg. Now you're going to feel great pressure on the kneecap. Why? Because the, because you got this this one muscle, these quads, 
not one muscle, but you got the quadriceps trying to do two things, lift right. the knee up and extend the leg, which is yeah. the, where the pressure's at. Now, if you say, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and pull my big toe up, you know, now all of a sudden the leg extends because of where the movement's coming from. It's coming from the end position now. So the knee doesn't get bunched up. So, the, so at, the, at the kneecap is not bunched up anymore because it's trying to do these two things. It actually slides and glides like it's supposed to. But once again, yeah, you can totally change the movement experience based on, you know, what can this thing do? So then all of a sudden, say you're sitting down, you know, and and you can do, I'm going to write figure eights now. I'll write mm -hmm. figure eights with my big toe. So if I write a figure eight with my big toe, now I get my hip to move. Uh, if I try to write a figure eight with my hip, the leg swings wide. Yeah. It, it becomes a different movement pattern. But at that point in time, why? Because the quads locked up and then I got to turn this and then I got to lift the leg and then I got to, and it's hard. But if I write with my big toe, all of a sudden, and guess what? I'm getting more movement at the hip because now I get, I get the actual figure eight up, down, and around, up, down, and around. Okay. This is, this is good. This should be, hopefully this is good food for thought for some people. It's good food for thought for me. I've got all kinds of like ideas <laughs> in here. So, so yeah, well, even this here, I mean, think about, and it's just a, a, another thing. So think about this here. So you now people press a gas pedal. Yes. You know, when you're driving. So same thing you could, now this is where, you know, like I said, I'm going to press the gas pedal by uh, taking my big toe and I'm going to try and curl it. Okay. So I'm going to try and curl at the big toe. Now, when I try and curl the big toe, you see a different movement at the ankle. Yes. And so very much so. So, so it becomes a different. Now the ankle is actually flexing. Right. Based on just trying to curl the big toe. And then I'm going to, you know, and, and so now, now if you do ankle circles with the big toe, you can feel the joint. That's super interesting. If, if, if you just, if you just wiggle your foot around in circles, you don't, you yeah. know, so yeah, it can't you totally change the movement? It's just understanding this toe is kind of cool, and it's, it's, it does way more than just trying to push off the ground. Right. Well, and as you just said, it doesn't really do the pushing off the ground very well. So it's not something yeah, it you really want to focus yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but but think about that. Think think about you in ankle rehab now. Right. And well, that's what. Just, yeah. Instead of just rolling your foot around, now you go. No, I'm actually going to put some pressure on this thing. Because I'm going to try and curl this under, and then I'm going to do this and let the big toe lead these these movement patterns. Yes. You know, so so that so yeah, totally different stuff. But a lot of people are used to moving the hip, and like I said, when you move the hip, you get different movement patterns. If you move from the toe, it's a whole different day as far as you know the joints, the pressure. You know, uh, you can actually now pull the big toe like you can isolate it and pull the big toe up towards you. Hmm. You know, which would make the leg flex. Right. Which is now the quad, because the whole thing about now the quad's free. Versus if uh, I extend the quad, if I try to see, if I try to, if I try to lift the knee and extend the knee with the quad, I get friction there because the quad is caught. It's it, quad is caught. It's trying to extend the cut. It's trying, it can't do those things. It can, but it's not, it doesn't very well. But then once you say, no, I'm just going to take the big toe and pull the big toe towards me, push the big toe, pull the big toe, push the big toe. The quad stays off and it just follows along now. And all it does is allow you to support the leg. Interesting. Huh. So, yeah. So then you get other muscles to play. So then all of a sudden, the hip flexor muscles, they actually support the leg, not the quad. 
that's a different story now. Mm-hmm. Which again, it'll be feel very different for someone. Feel very different. Yeah. Feel very different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that, so it's just the things you can do. And then like I said, if you, if you straighten your leg, if you're sitting down, straighten your leg out and you try to once again, extend the big toe away from the MTP joint and then push it back into it. Same thing. You know how people do the, the hip thing where they sit on the ground and lift it. You know oh, what yeah. the big toe is said. Yeah. So now just try oh. to pull the big toe away from the MTP joint, push it back into the MTP joint, pull it away, push it back down. Different experience again. Now, Super see, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because most people are trying to lift with the quad, right. which is why there's a restriction in the first place. Because the quad, is, is, you lock out your knee. And so now you got a restriction. If you yeah. lift with the big toe, the restriction goes away. Just put, lift the big, push it up and pull it down. All of a sudden, you don't have the same restriction anymore. So yeah, so people do a lot of hip mobility stuff you don't have to do. I just understand how the big toe works. <laughs> or you're doing hip flexor stretch stuff, you don't have to do just understand how the big toe works. Right. Which and essentially if you understand how the big toe works, you can change you change the input. You can alter the input pretty significantly between understanding the big toe and understanding the sesamoid bones and the role that they play in distributing right. pressure. Yeah, distributing pressure and stimuli and things like that. And the the the, the best part about this too is 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 how the system helps that's the beauty of this mm-hmm. because you go because if you look at it you go huh i'm pulling on the big toe okay the, the big toe i'm pulling on it here so i have to raise the foot up because the other systems come to help out right you know the other systems come to help out so same thing if i pull my big toe back towards me i can pull it up high enough if i if i just pull it if i just say i'm gonna pull the big toe towards me you mm-hmm. know and then i'm gonna push the big toe so i'm gonna pull it towards me and then i'm gonna push away from me my leg raises up, drops down. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take my big toe to the left. I'm taking my big toe to the right. Now, now I'm into my hip stuff. Kind of easy. Yeah. Versus if I just try to pick up my leg, like, you know, and that's what a lot of people do. They don't understand that part of the foot. So what do they do? They pick up their leg like, like it's broke. Right. You know, like, right. like, you, like you put your hands on your leg and picked it up and moved it. You know, how when you have a cast on or something like that, if you yes. actually pick your leg up, that's how people are moving. Yeah. Which isn't going to be super efficient. No, especially when you stand up and try to move again, because that's not. So the transference will be super low. Like there will be no right. transference. Right, yeah. right, right. And they once again talk about rehab, some other stuff. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah. you know. And so when people have a cast on their foot, guess what they can do? They can still exercise the big toe. Yeah. Because that's what you're losing out on. When you put a cast on the foot, yes. you know, you're losing yeah. out on what the big toe does. Yeah. The mother toes, the mother little toes are fine, but it's the big toe you lose out on that. But they never rehab the big toe once they take the cast off the foot. Huh. Okay, this is so, yeah. good. I feel like yeah. this is like, it's, you know, like mind blowing stuff. Like, you know, if you really think about it, this could be pretty mind blowing. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool stuff, you know. Yeah. So then, you know, but the, but the part is like, and it's stuff people can follow at home. So, and we just did one leg. So this becomes the fun part. Do both legs. So if you sit down. And, and and now you can do like you know how do people do flutter kicks? Oh, like like that? Yeah, yeah. But don't do it like I'm that. Don't f- do it like that. Don't don't okay. do it like that. Keep the toe, fl- keep the foot flexed. Keep the foot flexed. Okay, I'm doing a flutter kick. Everybody that's listening to this via podcast, so I'm yeah. keeping the foot flexed like that. Yeah, yeah. Now just lift up the toes, lift them, push the toes up and down. Oh, weird. Okay. So it makes it, your quads. It, it makes your hip flexors a lot less tired. Yeah, because they're not. Yeah. They don't have to hold them anymore. 
Yeah. So yeah, so that's a different way of doing the flutter kick versus the other way where you point the toes and now you got the quads trying to do all this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, but the toes pointed looks so much prettier for, yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, the toes <laughs> point, you know, because everybody, as we've been trained, like the lines, you know, the points. The lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the lines. Yeah, everybody likes the lines and stuff like that. So, yeah. But then that way you could do that thing, you know, even this here. So same thing and point your feet out away from each other, you know, and, and then same thing. Do, do the flutter kicks. So you can take your feet, point them out. And point, point, point left and right. There you go. Now, same thing. Oh. Not that way. Not that way. Pull the toe. There you go. See? Okay. Okay. And again, it makes, it's cool because it does make it much more sustainable rather yeah, yeah, than yeah, just, yeah. you know, fatiguing yeah. out like everything in your hip flexors. Yeah. And when you go that way too, what happens is you, you start to get this other move that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. So so now, you know, before I was straight up and down vertical, now I get this diagonal pattern at, at, at the femur. So so now I was going at the femur. Now I get this diagonal pattern, now I get this up and down pattern, now I get this diagonal pattern. So you're talking about accessing what's in there in different ways because now it's going this way, it's going this way, it's going this way. So now instead of just going in circles, you get it's a different once again. Yeah. Huh. The big toe. And for everybody listening, I actually didn't know what we were going to be talking. Well, I had an outline, but I didn't know where this was going to go today. This is super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the big toe is cool. Yeah. It's just been misunderstood. It's been misunderstood for the longest because it's the biggest bone. You know, it's the biggest bone. It should take the most load. You should be able to. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a good break. It's a good counterbalance. It's, it's some things you can do with it. But the beauty is in the structure. It only having two pieces versus three pieces. That's one of the beauties of it. You know, and then the other beauty of is MTP is, is, is the structural MTP joint, accessible bones, you know, uh, and everything. Just like, you know, people, you know, we talk about anterior, posterior tibialis, muscles and everything. And one of those, or both of them trying to attach to what? The first met. Right. And and so if I if I work that, I can work that and get some more action in the big toe because it's actually going to make the big toe wiggle. Yes. That makes sense. So it's, so it's just a lot of cool things you can do, you know, just understanding just that it's it's a movement piece. It's not a stand on me and beat me piece. <laughs> it's a movement piece. And, and if you look at it in relation to the rest of your foot, it's pretty small, like in relation to the actual like sole of the foot. But yeah, 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 yeah. So even, it's, even look at it, most people's second toe is longer than their big toe. Mine is for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting yeah. that like we've become so fascinated with the big toe as a, yeah, as something that like can create speed and help us propel, propel ourselves forward. Yeah. And so, but like you have to think different, you know, but most people yeah. think different, like, Hey, instead of trying to push the toe down as you run or walk, when it get pressure on it, pull it up and watch how it just plops you over. Yeah. Which is, it, which is very effective. If anybody tries this when they go for their next run, like you'll, you might yeah. be surprised. I always am. My, my, uh, my splits improve dramatically when I think about yeah. that. So, yeah. Well, that's what we don't, and that's the, that's the hardest part about, you know, athletes. As we're finding out, there's so many movement strategies the body can deploy. So many. Yes. Yeah. So, and we don't know which ones they're deploying. We don't know right. if this is a toe person. We don't know if this is this person. We don't know <laughs> if it's that person, but, but you can have somebody run fast because they understand like, Oh, I'm just going to push and pull this back, push and pull this back. Ah, all right. Well, thank you for that 
enlightening lesson on the big toe and the first MTP joint. I hope all of you listening enjoyed that. I don't know. I can't remember what we're covering next week, but we'll be back. Yeah. And I hope, I hope people listening follow, try and follow along. Just try and really follow along with the process and, and, and work it out. Yeah. Yes. And if you are listening and you want to see me attempting some of the video, you can only see my foot, but uh, it is on YouTube as well. So you can totally check out the full video there. It's going to be on YouTube. We're on YouTube. We are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. So check us out. Come find us. (laughs) There's a book if you want to know more about the topics. (laughs) And and there's a website. And there's a website. So we got all the things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you.